this morning, we just want to give you a chance to connect with those around you. Why don't you uh, turn around and greet someone and welcome them to church this morning. Well, good morning, church family. So good to see you this bright, crisp morning. We're excited that you are here. If you are new to the church, we'd love to have you in just a few moments, fill out our connect card that's in the seat back in front of you and keep you up to date with all the incredible things happening here at the church. It has been a historic week for this church and we are excited about all that God is doing. Man, as we reflect back on the week, you know that this church, uh, we just do incredible ministry, but I wanna highlight some of the things that have happened just this week. On Friday, our Summit Christian Academy, which is uh, one of our school here that's located downtown, had their Thanksgiving-a-thon where they raised $24,495.46. That is incredible. Yeah, let's give them a hand. Man. Just an awesome job as we continue to make the school the best that it can be. Uh, we are so excited about that aspect of ministry of our church. And we just wanna extend a special thank you to all of those that made it happen. Pastor Jason Berry, Lindsey Woods, the media team, Josh, everybody came together to broadcast this. People tuned in and they gave to make Summit an even better place than it already is. And so we are excited about that. That is a record amount given for that day. And then we moved into Saturday. Saturday morning, there's some of you that, uh, that got up early and helped started getting the food prepared for the people that showed up. And I wanna to announce to you today, we had 226 people show up on Saturday morning to eat some breakfast. We talked about bacon, we told you we were gonna have a great time and that was just an incredible number of people that came out. And so those that served on the dream team, getting ready, getting up early, cooking extra food, uh, I just wanna say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for just doing an incredible job of ministering uh, that morning. And then we moved into our assembly uh, dream team bike build. And man, what an awesome morning. We started on Wednesday night with over 50 people unloading 500 boxes from a trailer, taking them upstairs, getting prepared for this Saturday morning where over 175 people showed up to put some bikes together for kids. Give yourselves a hand. Man, in, in two hours, we put together 500 bikes and that was only done because you showed up and you served. And this morning, I'd like to just take a second for all of you that either served on Wednesday night or uh, Saturday morning, if you guys can just stand up real quick and let us recognize you and thank you for your incredible job. Man, look across the auditorium. This is the church. And I just wanna say thank you. It was such a fun event. And now we've got past the hurdle of making sure the bikes get here, of putting the bikes together. And now comes the opportunity where we get to give the bikes away. 
And on December 4th, we'd love to have you sign up. The sign up is at theassembly.org joyride to serve as a dream team member that night, to serve food, to give these bikes away to little boys and girls who are in the foster care system all over this region. And, and we're just excited about the joy that will flood into their homes as a result of your generosity, of you serving, and us coming together to make this one of the best events that we've ever done. So as the ushers make their way forward, here in just a few moments, we're going to show just a highlight video of all, this, of all the bike build and all that incredible stuff. But I just wanna remind you, the church is alive and moving and doing incredible things. It is such an honor to be a part of this congregation and to be a part of your heart. We had people that don't even attend our church showing up to serve on a dream team because they were excited about what God is doing. And it's just awesome to see you guys be who God has called you to be. Your generosity enables us to do that. We reach farther than we could ever imagine. And I just wanna say thank you as outreach pastor here, your heart for people, your heart to give is making a difference and it will be felt this Christmas and it's felt every single day. Let's pray. God, we just thank you. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to partner with you and do your work. God, we thank you that we can be an extension of your vision for this community and for this world. And God, we pray right now that as you just continue to enable us to serve and give and love, God, that people would see you in us. We thank you for opportunities that we've been presented this week. We thank you for opportunities that are presented each and every day. And God, this morning, we just pause and say thank you. Thank you for caring for us and thank you for helping us care for others. And God, we pray as we give this morning that you would just continue to enable it to go farther than we ever could and do more than we could ever imagine. And God, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, give yourselves a hand for what an incredible job you did. If you're brand new, this may be your first time here. Let me tell you how we're gonna use our time today. I wanna talk to you about Jesus. I wanna talk to you about what we're seeing him do in us and in our church. And then I want us to reserve time to open our heart to him in what we call worship where he and he alone is the focus of what we're saying, what we're singing, of how we would express that to him. There's no one else like him, not a close second. And if you have never opened your heart to him, I'm so glad you're here and, and consider the life you could know. Because there's a lot of people here that, that can tell you out of their human experience, everything changed when they open their heart to Jesus. We've been talking about the church and I can't help but stay in that focus because of all that I'm seeing and I wanna 
I want to wrap all of this up with this verse. It's Psalm 100, verse 4. I love this verse. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And I put it on the screen for you. I want you to see that. Notice we, it's something that we come with. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. As a follower of Jesus and then as a pastor, I'm, my heart is full today because of what I'm seeing him do in you and this church and, and how you are responding with such generosity, uh, with such effort to help other people. I want to talk about that for just a moment. I was in a great gourmet restaurant just uh, a week ago. It, man, it's one of those places is so unique. It's called Chick-fil-A, and it's my favorite place. And I'm ordering, and when this sweet lady gives me my order, she says, I loved church on Sunday. And I go, you were there? She goes, yes, it was my first time. And she told me her story. She said, I was invited to the women's conference. And then after the women's conference, I was invited to one of your women's Bible studies. And then I said to myself, I want to go and check it out on Sunday. The Sunday that she attended was the Generosity Sunday. And in that video, we talked about the neighbors' initiatives and reaching out to nations. And one of the places is Malawi. And John and Darlene West, who live here, go to church here, but serve in Malawi, you know, several weeks out of the year, they were on the video. She says to me, I love the church, love the service, and those missionaries to Malawi came to my house. See, we have an, a team that will go out on Monday and Tuesday and connect with those who are brand new to our church. We have a gift that we give them. And so she goes, I was just blown away. These sweet, nice people came to my house. She said the worship was amazing. And uh, we finished talking, I ate, and then I was leaving. She said, I'll see you Sunday. And I just can't describe to you what that does for me as a pastor to hear that a lady in this church that knows her said, why don't you come to the women's conference? Now, right there, think of all the people who organize the women's conference. And then from there to a Bible study, the people that make that happen. From there, she came on a Sunday from the parking lot to the lobby to the service here. She is welcomed. She loved the experience. After which, people from the church, a different set of people out of another ministry, they go to her house. Just don't intrude, don't bother, just give a gift. Say, we're glad you came to the, to the assembly. That right there is about as clear a picture of what it is for us to personally just connect with our neighbors. And then we are partnering with the, the full ministry of the church. And the rest is a, is a story like that. In a broader sense, when we ask you to give to neighbors and nations, if you're new, that is the way we give resources to missionaries and projects around the world. That is the way we do things like the, the Joy Ride. It's how we do the Night to Shine event. And we ask for $150,000 in one offering. That's a lot of money. And to date, we have $156,000. Go ahead and, yeah. And see, my, my greatest concern always is in a church like this that these, these things become normal to us. That, that's just not normal. That's miraculous. That yes, when we come together and we honor God and submit to God, incredible things can happen. But it isn't normal. 
to see what has happened in this Just the Joyride. And let's go back and rehearse. What we said was, let's do something different for the Christmas gift giveaway. Let's do bikes. So Pastor Justin ran with that idea and has done an extraordinary job making it all happen. And so we asked for $50 from each person to help us get 500 bikes, and you did it. You gave way beyond that. About 39,000 came in, and that way we got helmets for every child. We're going to serve a meal to 1,000 people. Just extraordinary. But then you came and unloaded them. That was quite a project, getting all those bikes upstairs. And then to see 500 bikes built in just about two hours' time because all of you worked so hard. But if you, could have, if you were there, you know the sense that was in the room, the, the spirit about that. Something so special. If you go up there today, and maybe we could create a time where you just go see the room with the 500 bikes because they have name tags. Because each bike was ordered because of the child we know that will be here. So the size bike is right, and their name is now on the bike. It's the most incredible thing, yeah. These are 500 children that are in the foster care system. And unique stories there. And God is just going to use it. And so when I, when I go back through that, I just can't help but enter today with thanksgiving. Because God is doing an amazing thing. And, and he's doing it through his church. Which was, it's always been his plan. We are just coming off of a week of ministering to so many of our warriors through the Mighty Oaks program. And just right from that into what God has done this week. You know, when we clap our hands, when we, we get just that passion in us, it's because of Psalm 150. God is mighty. God is excellent in his greatness. And God is doing great things among his people. And it never gets old. Here's the challenge today. Psalm 104 says, enter with thanksgiving. But what about the day that it's not automatic? I have to tell you, there are, there are many Sundays over the years that I pastored that I didn't enter with it. It, was, it took a lot of intention and discipline. It took a lot more focus to get to that point where that sense of gratitude was where it should be. And you know what I'm talking about. When things are uncertain, when you are in a painful situation, a difficult time, praise is a sacrifice. Maybe you came with praise. Maybe you just have so many blessings right now that it is quite easy to have a full heart toward God. Maybe you're in an uncertain time. And so worship is more of a sacrifice. I would encourage you today to worship him through the struggle. So one of the greatest things you can do to change your perspective, to change your attitude, to change the way you see the situation, the way you see people, you and I will never be able to control what's going on around us, but we can certainly control what's happening in us. And I should be careful with that. You know, when I say we can certainly control what's happening within us, I have found I can't control what, even what's happening in me without the Lord's help. It takes God's grace and power to make those adjustments in my attitude, in my spirit, in my perspective. You know, I think about Paul when he was there in a, a Philippian dungeon of a jail and 
He's in physical pain. All he's done is honor God, but he's in a tough situation. And it says in the midnight hour, like at the darkest hour, he finds within himself the intention to praise God. God used that. Maybe you could say, this isn't my brightest hour, this is my darkest hour. My challenge to you is praise him. Praise him right now. Praise him in that situation and watch what he can do. Ezekiel said to the people, when you come to worship, if you enter by the north gate, then you have to leave by the south gate. If you should enter into worship through the south gate, then you must exit through the north gate. If you read that passage in Ezekiel 46, you see above it the rules of worship. It was an actual rule. If you come in this way, you go out that way. If this is your entrance, that has to be your exit. And the rule was, you cannot leave the way you came. The spiritual life principle that transfers to you and me is this. If we are willing to worship, maybe you came with it, maybe it's more of a discipline to praise him because of what's going on around you. But if you and I will praise Jesus, it is impossible then to leave here like you came. Meaning your spirit, your attitude, your perspective, your perception, the level of strength you have, it will not be the same. It will dramatically increase in your life if you are willing to worship him. Habakkuk said to his people, even if there are no grapes on the vine, if the fields are not yielding any harvest, if there is no cattle in the barn. So he's describing in that culture what would be national disaster. So he's describing a time where it couldn't be worse. So that's the context. He said, if that happens, yet I will, notice the intentionality, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Because it wouldn't be automatic. There would be nothing inspiring praise. Praise would be sheer discipline. Praise would be in spite of circumstance. Praise would be through that struggle. But he's saying if we will do that, then he tells those people what they would certainly understand. He talks about an animal that, that you find high in the mountains and has the kind of footing that it can tread upon the high places. Using that as the illustration, Habakkuk says, if we will worship him, even when it's hard, we will gain a strength, a strength that is needed for rough terrain. So if you want a strength for the tough day, if you want some stamina for those times that it's hard, then my challenge to you today is praise him willfully. Praise him anyway. Worship him. I would say it like this. The times I've come in here and I didn't have an automatic praise because times were very difficult. It's like in those times, problems are big and God seems small. Problems big, God small. But as I worship anyway, an exchange happens. God becomes big, and the problem gets small. 
Now, not the strength of the circumstance. Maybe there's no change within the problem. What has changed is my perspective. What has changed is my faith. What has changed is my attitude, my heart, my vision. David said it like this, magnify the Lord. Does that mean we can make God bigger than he is? No, he's as great as he will ever be. But he can be greater in our vision, in our heart, in our perspective. And there's nothing that will magnify the greatness and the character and nature of God in our spirit like praise and worship. And maybe you came in today and the problems are big and God seems distant and small. If you want God to come near and to be magnified, worship him through the struggle. One of the motivators for worship is captured in what Peter said. He says that we, as the people who follow Jesus, we are called like a chosen generation. That means that we've opened our heart to God and he's included us in his family and that's open to anybody. We're a holy people, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. He says, we're God's special possession. He says, therefore, we should show forth the praise of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. What should we do? We should be thankful. We should praise and worship him because why? Of what he's done. He brought me out. Last Saturday I watched a man come up this stairway. He could barely get up this stairway to tell his story of God's grace in his life. The reason he struggled getting up the stairway is because in September, he jumped from a 60-foot balcony of a hotel to take his life. Missing the concrete, which would have certainly taken his life, he wakes up in a hospital, crushed his leg, This is one of our veterans, a master gunnery sergeant who who got to that level in 18 years, and I've been told that for many people, it takes them a minimum of 24 years to reach that level. He had accomplished that in 18 years. He was a leader of leaders. He was over thousands of people. So if we don't live in that world, we may have missed when he told that part of his story, just what an extraordinary leader he was, but yet, because of the trauma, because of the impact of that trauma on his thinking, his life spun out of control till he was so despairing, he tried to take his life. But he heard about this program called Mighty Oaks. Just a week ago yesterday, he stood right where I'm standing and talked about finding hope again. Finding purpose, being resurrected in his heart again. Sunday morning, he flew back to North Carolina. I've wondered what it was like when his wife met him. Whole different person. Called out of darkness into 
marvelous light. Where would you be but for the grace of God? That's the way I ask it now. I used to say, can't imagine where I'd be but for his grace. Well, if you think about your personality, I, I know the kind I have. I can imagine the kind of path I would have probably chosen. And it had been very dark and destructive. So I have a pretty good idea of where I may be today, but for the grace of God, and it's not a good place. And I stand here just overwhelmed at the goodness of God shown to me through Jesus Christ. Called out of darkness into marvelous light. So what's, what should I do? I should show forth praise to him. Show forth praise to him if your marriage has been reconciled. Show forth praise to him if addiction has been broken in your life. Show forth praise to him if there's been some pain healed in your heart. Show forth praise to him. Speaking of North Carolina, there's this interstate that is very near Camp Lejeune. It's a military base, and the F-16s, they take off and land there. And they say, if you don't know it, and you're driving along, the noise of those F-16s can just, just freak you out. And so it was creating such an issue that they put up a sign, and this is what the sign says right on the interstate. It says, pardon our noise. It's the sound of freedom. When I heard that, I thought, yeah. So let me say it again. If your marriage has been reconciled, if an addiction has been broken, if you've been healed through a painful situation, if your sins have been forgiven, your shame and guilt lifted, if you have an idea of where you would be but for the grace of God, then show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know who you are. You know what he's done for you. You know your story. And there comes that point where you can't help but praise him. Where you can't remain silent. Where you cannot sit still. The psalmist said in one, Psalm 150, praise the Lord. Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Praise is a unique word. It, in Hebrew, it means to rave, celebrate, shout. It means to, to just be so passionate in the expression. To the one who's mighty. To the one who is excellent. To the one who has found us and redeemed us, changed us, healed us, freed us. Praise him. Praise Him with an abandon. Praise Him with celebration. Praise Him with passion. Praise Him with energy. See, that right there is the sound of freedom right there. Here's what David said. David said, I'm going to bless the Lord with my soul because He redeemed me from a horrible pit. He brought me out is what David is saying. And He established me on a firm foundation. This guy that talked about Psalm 150, he said he was sitting at a, a, a Saturday college game and he was watching absolute energy and passion being expressed 
And we all know what that's like. And he said, oh, he said, my prayer was this, that Sunday would look more like Saturday. The way Sunday would look more like Saturday when it comes to celebrating, raving, shouting, that sense of of what just rises in you and you can't sit still is to remember the one, the only one who could have ever come to where you were, who took you as you were and was not in any way hesitant, was not in any way insecure of how to minister to you and just reached into your heart with his grace and began a miracle. And here you are today, saved by the amazing grace of God. Do you know your story? Do you know what God has done for you? And I wanna add to this. Man, this one gets me. There's never been a day where I've woken up and found God to be unfaithful. There were days my faith wasn't consistent, but his faithfulness has never wavered. There were times by the way things looked, I wondered, but he's sovereign and he's in, he's in control and he's so good and he's so great. To think that I can stand here in front of you and say never once, has he left me alone? Never once. If that is your story, you've been saved and you know the faithfulness of God, then now we're about to enter this time where I want you to worship him. This may be unique for you. You say that, you know, I, I, I don't know, this, this singing thing. It isn't about you. And it's not about me. It's about him. It's about him. And I will enter with a thanksgiving to the one who knew me best, loved me most, and took my place and bore my sin, took all of my my shame upon himself so that I could be redeemed, so that I could live a life of purpose, so that I would have a life that could count. The blessings of the Lord are too many to count. If God never did another thing for me from this day forward, I have enough to praise him for all eternity. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else in this place? You say it's the same way. That's the sound of freedom. Hey, pardon our noise. That's the sound of freedom. Would you stand with me, everybody? And let's declare the faithfulness of God.
fill in my heart to open up an opportunity for those of you that need a rescue and that that has different meanings some of you you need to be rescued out of darkness like you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you could open your heart to him today some of you know Jesus but you're just in a tough place and rescue would be the rescue of your perspective the rescue of just the emotional chaos the a rescue from the unrest and the lack of peace to a place of peace in Jesus, of awareness of his strength. Like you're in a steep, difficult climb right now and you need that strength for where you are. And if you don't get rescued out of the mindset, out of just what's trying to take over the way you you see it, you know it's going to be tough. So I want you to just come right now. You say, hey, you're talking to me. I need that rescue in my life. It just wouldn't be right if all we do is thank God for bringing us and not giving place for people who are in that, that crawl, you're at the crossroads right now. So we're gonna sing that again. Thank you, Jesus. And as we sing it, if that's you, I want you to come today. And we're gonna pray for you. And we're gonna pray with you. God's gonna help you today. Come as they sing. That's it. Just keep coming today. Christ my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. just keep coming prayer team members you can come as well if you need prayer just come just going to allow the Holy Spirit to minister today Just keep coming. The Lord's just drawing you. You just come.
feel comfortable today just lift your hands all across this place and just in an atmosphere of praise these walls begin to come down in an atmosphere of praise hearts begin to change If you can believe that today, that, that's the struggle. And that's where faith has to, to kick in. And it is only the Lord that can give you that faith where you can believe that through it all. And when you start praising him because you believe that, because faith rises in your heart, tell me that's where the strength comes to keep taking the ordered steps forward because God's doing something. You don't see the whole picture. God does. He's doing something. Some of you could be down here now if you, you just say, that, that connects with me. There's part of this journey. I just, I lack the faith for it. Why don't you come and let us pray with you and pray for you? Because I want you to have that well-being, that I want your soul to be at rest, even though the things around you are not. We can't control those things. But by the grace of God, you can have the peace of God in your heart and your soul. So we sing that if you need to join these that are already here, come. For all of us, just press in, press in today. Draw near to him. Come as we sing that again. That's awesome. Through it all, it is well.
Come on, just lift your hands and sing that. Let that be the attitude of your heart. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. time it is well it is well that's it there's faith in this room today there is hope and new life it's the presence of the Lord it is Sometimes, Lord, we would just want to be taken out of the storm, but we're thankful that you are an anchor in the storm. Again, Lord, we see in that that we can't control what's happening around us, but Lord, you can be an anchor for our soul. 
We sense that. We know that today. You have worked a fresh faith in our heart because you are in control and our eyes are on you. You've helped us through this time of worship to lift up our eyes and we thank you for it. Church, this is the way I'd like for us to conclude. Probably over the last three months, one of the songs that has most resonated within the heart of this whole church is the song, Lion and the Lamb. And I want us to sing it. I want us to sing it like we've never done before. Once this is over, we'll just clap it up to Jesus and be done. But from the very first word, I mean, the band's gonna come in full, every vocal, and I want us to sing this every word just coming from the heart receive the strength of what you're saying and offer it up in thanks to God for who he is let's give him a clap offering of praise today come on everybody the sound of freedom let's sing it
on and give the Lord a clap offering of praise, everybody. Come on, let's give God a shout. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. Come on, let it roar in this place. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You have fought every battle. You have fought every battle, and we thank you, Lord. You've broken every chain. We give you the honor and the glory for the great things you have done. And everybody said, amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great afternoon.